Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast hosted by me, Holly Haynes. Each week, I will dive into topics that educate and share the power of productivity to help you focus more on what matters and create a business and routine that you love. Learn the systems and daily strategies that you can implement right away to crush the daily rush and instead of just being busy, be productive. Each episode will help you gain clarity, focus, and empowerment in your routine. Learn how to manage your schedule and your business and yourself. With over 15 years of strategy experience working with Fortune 500 companies, all while raising my twin daughters and building my own successful online coaching business, I'll teach you the systems and structure to make your business grow without burnout and frustration and even a little time for yourself. It's time to crush the rush, as they say. There's a new way to get things done around here. Grab your favorite journal and tea. You are going to want to take notes. Let's get to the show. You're listening to episode two of the Crush the Rush podcast. In this episode, we're going to chat about time blocking, specifically how to use time blocking to do more with less. I recently surveyed some of my one-on-one clients, and the number one thing that they asked about was how to time block your day so that you can actually get what you want to get done. Back in the day, multitasking used to be all the rage, but now we want to focus on one single task at a time to be most efficient. So let's chat about how to plan and block your day so you can be more productive and actually get what you want done. Let's get to the show. Time blocking is actually a scheduling tip that I've used for years in my nine to five job and really helps me be able to knock things out in a short amount of time, especially between meetings. I've learned to apply the same technique in my personal life and coaching business so that I'm not constantly walking around with my phone and trying to run a business and a family at the same time. As in, you can't really answer emails, make dinner, and deal with kindergartners all at once. But really, time blocking is amazing because it has built-in accountability and allows you to feel productive instead of just stressed and busy. But before we dive into the details of the how, I really wanted to take a minute to chat about the benefits, which is the good part. The first benefit of time blocking is it minimizes false urgency. And what I mean by that is every time your email dings, do you freak out and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get to that. I have to get to that right away. Imagine if you could just turn off your phone for just a second and knowing that you have time later to get to it or to deal with things at a certain time. The second benefit of time blocking is it focuses your attention, so you'll actually get more done faster because it encourages you to make the most of every hour. The third benefit is it gives you peace of mind, so you know exactly what you need to do and when, and what periods of time you have free. So this helps with overscheduling, but it also helps with just having peace of mind that you know you're going to get a break if you get what you need to get done. And for me, sort of having that reward at the end of the day is what really helps me be productive throughout the day because I know I have a break coming. And the last one is it gives you a sense of discipline. So we all have those days when we're feeling unmotivated and not really wanting to get through the tasks that we have laid out. And so I know on the days that I feel like that, that I have a certain set of things I need to do. It's not overwhelming because it's a small list. I understand what I need to get done and then I complete it and move on and take a break. Okay, so now that we know the why and all the benefits, let's chat about the how. But part of the how is taking two pre-steps, as I call it, prior to diving in so that your time blocking is actually successful. 
The first thing I want to talk about is using my be, feel, do, have approach to map out your goals. And I'll link this in the show notes so that you can print it out and use it. It walks you through how to start out with your big goals and then break it down into monthly and daily. And one of the steps is to look at your monthly goals. So as an example, this month, one of my goals is to write three blog posts and then map out how long you think it might take. So let's say one blog post takes one hour to write and then maybe another 20 minutes to put together the marketing materials for it. So I'm going to say one blog post takes an hour and a half. And then on the template, there's a little checkbox that says scheduled. And the goal is once you schedule it into your weekly plan, then you go back and check it off. So you can use this template to think about what is your top priority to get done, not only for your week or your day, but for your month and your year. And it sort of ties it all together. So I encourage you to take a second to just fill that out so that when we get down to the details of the daily activities, you know exactly what you want to do and why you want to do them because you've prioritized them as being important and something that maps back to your yearly and monthly goals. The other step that I would take is do a little time audit on yourself. Now, before you're like, Holly, I just want to get to the activity. I promise you that taking these extra steps are really going to help when it comes down to scheduling your time. So a time audit, as an example, is literally taking a piece of paper and writing down for one to two days what you do in a day and approximately how long it takes. And it's really interesting to do this because it really shows where you're spending your time and potentially where you're wasting your time. So as an example, I did this once with a career coach, and I will say it was life-changing. I realized that I was tied to my phone way too much. I also realized that I was spending zero time on myself and zero time actually taking care of myself. So I want you to think of this as an activity journal. So write down what time you wake up, what you do first, how you spend your evenings, how you feel, basically every single thing that you're doing during the day. It takes a little time at the beginning, but if you're aware of your habits, it's easier to change them and make them better. All right, so let's pause and regroup just a minute. So we've chatted about time blocking and why it's important, and then I gave you a couple planning tips to get started. So for the purpose of this podcast and the actual action of time blocking, we're going to talk about weekly planning and daily time blocking. Okay, so I want you to use the attached worksheet or any sheet of paper you need to think about everything you want to do for the week. I try to think of three to five goals that I want to focus on so that I don't get overwhelmed. And then I cut the list in half. And I know that's the scary part. But if you want to really focus on what is priority, then you need to limit it to two or three things. So these are your urgent or top priorities for the week and everything else is a bonus. I try to think of it as baking a cake and my cake has three layers. So I really want to make sure that I make those three layers right so that when it comes time to add the icing and the sprinkles, that's your bonus tasks or your extra tasks, that they fit on perfectly. So think of everything else as your sprinkles and really focus on building that cake. So once we have our three things, I then look at my notes and think about how long each one will take and then add it to my calendar. So I either use Google Calendar or a paper planner. 
It's kind of different, but I actually use a paper planner for all of my business activities. And then I use a Google calendar for our family activities where other people are involved. I take each activity and I map it out and I literally block time for it. And I block time for everything. So as an example, from 5 to 6 a.m., I work out. From 6 to 7, I get dressed and listen to a podcast. From 7 to 8.30, I get the kids dressed and drive to work. From 8.30 to 9.30, I check messages. From 9.30 to 11, I'm writing content, etc., etc. Do not skip anything so that you have an accurate understanding of what your day will look like. And during that time, you are doing nothing else except what you planned to do. So during email checking, as an example, you're not going to be scrolling Instagram and you're not going to be shopping. You're going to schedule time for that. So if you know that you need to check Instagram or Facebook, or you just like to a couple times a day, then schedule a social media check-in and time it so that you're not wasting time scrolling and you're actually focusing on what you want to get done. Another example is when you're writing content or doing one of your big business tasks, you're not trying to fit in answering emails or anything else that might pop up on your screen. I typically will close everything else. I'll turn my phone off. You do not want to be distracted. And you also know, which will give you peace of mind, that you have time to do those other things mapped out later in your day. So the time blocking piece is actually the easy part, but there are a couple tips that I wanted to share that I think will help you sort of embrace this concept. So the first thing I do is turn everything else off, which I mentioned a minute ago, other than the tasks that I'm focused on. So you want to silent your notifications on your phone, close out all your applications and set a timer. So I use my Apple watch. You can use anything. Just set a timer for the amount of time that you blocked out. And when it's done, it's done and move on. I also use silent reminders on my Apple Watch as an example of a timer feature. So 8.45 every day, I have a reminder that I need to focus on checking messages. Uh, You can also use the reminder as like a positive affirmation as a bonus, but I know that if I want to check social media on my phone, as an example, that 8.45 in the morning is not the time to do it because that is when I have set aside time to check client email and respond to messages. Hi guys, as a bonus to all my listeners, I wanted to share a brand new guide I put together with all of us working from home right now. With everything going on in the world and all of the uncertainty of what will happen next, I really wanted to try to find a way to help. So I put together my best tips for being insanely productive working from home. I've used my experience over the last few weeks working from home with my two girls uh, and the rest of the family, including homeschooling and all the fun stuff that happens during the day, and my experience running a business from home over the last four years. So check the show notes and go grab the new guide, How to Be Insanely Productive Working from Home. And as a bonus, it even has a template for you to use for time blocking and how to schedule your day. And it's complete with an example of what my day might look like. So I hope this helps. My next tip is to give yourself longer than you think because things are going to come up and you're going to want some bonus time mapped into your schedule. So the first thing that I do is block out fixed appointments. So these are meetings that you have, kids' activities, meetings that you can't move, etc. And then I go in and add in reoccurring tasks. So as an example, I always check my email the first hour that I get into work, which I talked about. So I will always add that first. 
but I only check it twice a day as a little tip. So make sure that you're adding in those fixed appointments that you can't move and then go in and add those reoccurring tasks. And then after you do that, you want to use the rest of your schedule to fill in the blanks with your goals and rest time, which goes back to the tip of give yourself longer than you think. So you really want to make sure that you add in some breaks and some buffer time because you don't want to get burnout. You are going to be super focused on each of your tasks, but you really want to make sure that you have some time to yourself during the day. One of the tips that I use for myself, and it's actually one of my favorite parts, is if you're feeling extra dedicated, you can color code things. So my family, as an example, is always green, my business is always blue, and my personal time is always purple. So I can look at my calendar right away and know where my priorities are without even knowing what the tasks are, and then you can adjust accordingly. So if your calendar is completely blue, which is business for me, That means that my priorities are out of whack because I really need to make sure that I add in some personal time and some family time. This is one of my favorite benefits of time blocking because it really helps you understand where you're spending your time. And by just picking a different color for each task, you can do it so easily without taking any extra time to do it. I've talked about breaks a lot, but they're really, really important. So I wanted to just jump back and make sure that we covered this. So as an example, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., I have a no phone rule. And I actually write that down in my calendar. And I try really hard not to schedule any meetings before 9 a.m. or do anything business related after 7 p.m. So you can kind of create some rules for yourself. And then you want to go back and look at how it worked. So maybe, you know, you work late on your business and so you can't shut down until 9 p.m. But whatever that looks like, track it and see how it works so that the next week you can make improvements. I would also recommend that as you schedule your tasks, you schedule like tasks together. So as an example, when I write a podcast, I usually use the content to write a blog post and an email. So I do all these tasks close together so that my brain is focused on the same content or area, if that makes sense. So you're not like flipping back and forth. It definitely helps with efficiency. And then it definitely helps to just use what you've already done to apply to something else that you also need to get done. As we wrap up time blocking and scheduling, I would say with anything, it takes time to figure out and how it works. And it's honestly a habit that you're trying to build. So you want to stick with it and you want to do it a couple weeks in a row. At the end of each week, you want to take a moment to audit your progress and really think about how it went and reflect on your goals. I typically will do this on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings, and I'll look back at my calendar and I'll say, okay, Holly, what did you get done this week? What did you plan this week? And how did it go? And then I'll adjust the following week so that I either have more time or less time for each task, or maybe I'll carry forward some of those sprinkles that I talked about. So I really want to make sure that I got the cake completed and baked. So that's your three things. But some of the sprinkles I maybe wrote down and didn't get done. And so I'll carry those forward through the week, the following week to make sure that I am thinking about them as I'm prioritizing what I'm doing. And so I feel like reflection and really sticking to the times that you're saying you're going to do things, it's what is going to help you get better. 
As always, as you try this, please reach out and let me know how it's going. I would really love to hear how this works for you and would love to hear your feedback on what additional tips that I can share. And remember, I've attached a worksheet that I referenced in the notes. It's really going to help you block out your priorities. So make sure you grab it and start claiming your day back today. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. For free materials and resources, head on over to hollymariehaines.com. Did you love this episode of Crush the Rush? Have questions or other topic ideas? Go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. The reviews are really what keeps this going, and I can't wait to bring you more content. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.